This Christmas edition is brought to you by Selby Studios, graphic imaging for family, home, business, and of course, for the holidays. Hi, I'm Jeff Gould, and a Prairie Christmas is one of the things I do at ILikeThatStory.net. I thought, since it's December, since we're in the holiday season, I'd play uh, some of my stories that I use from my radio programming, and I thought I'd show those if you're watching this on YouTube in front of a fireplace, and if you're not, well, you can just listen along and pretend. Sometimes we relegate stories to nurseries and children and bedtime, not realizing how powerful they can be. And I can think of no better example than the time I spoke to a group of garbage pickers. Jim is a friend of mine who works with all kinds of businesses and their employees. He asked me if I'd be willing to tell some stories to some workers for a holiday party, and it was with a real sense of doubt that I agreed to try. Let me explain. The holiday party was at a garbage sorting facility, and it really wasn't a party. It was just a regular weekly meeting where safety compliance issues were discussed and where Jim asked maybe, since it was Christmas, if he could add a little holiday cheer. So there I was. I went in through the back way where the bins of garbage were dumped. It was very loud and cold. Big fans were roaring, making it colder than it was outside. There were conveyor belts and skid steer loaders and workers bundled up in insulated coveralls and hooded sweatshirts, protective goggles and the kind of ear protectors they wear at airports and masks to filter out the haze of dust that is everywhere. The job paid minimum wage. It's loud, dangerous work big machines that grind and chop, and many times they have to be stopped and cleaned out if some kind of dead animal gets found. It's, it's probably the worst job in town. The workers filter into the break room one at a time, and it looks exactly like you think it might. Cinder block walls, odds and ends of mismatched chairs and wobbly folding tables. The room is cold and the overhead fluorescent lights flicker a bluish light over safety posters and gray lockers and a grimy sink next to a worn-out coffee machine. The room could hold about a hundred, but the thirty who were there spread out and plopped down, more than just weary from one day's work. Most are ex-cons. Most have been in and out of drug rehab. Many have come from dysfunctional families. Many have tattoos on their face and hands and necks. Mostly guys, some women, all look tough with scars that you can easily see and invisible scars you can't. Hi guys, Jim starts. He has set out a bunch of packages of new socks, sweatshirts, mittens, gloves, all industrial quality. I thought since it's Christmas, I'd have my friend Jeff tell you some Christmas stories. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, oh boy, talk about a tough crowd. They looked at me across a mile of distrust, and I wondered what kind of stories I could possibly tell these people. Certainly not the old Norman Rockwell carve the turkey before the carolers arrived type. I decided to tell some stories about sledding. 
I mean, every kid knows about a hill and a sled or a piece of cardboard or a plastic saucer. I started in, and you wouldn't believe it, but it worked. A big, tough guy with scarred knuckles and a tattoo on his neck scooched down in his chair and put his head on his forearms, smiling a half-smile. A girl in the back with black hair chopped short leaned back on her chair and laughed at a funny part of the story. That story was over. Jim drew names, and a few people got up and picked a piece of clothing, and then he said, Merry Christmas, and they sat down, and I told another story. In 20 minutes, Jim was out of presence, and I was out of stories, but they still sat there, looking at me. A fellow said, you got another story? I, I didn't, but I improvised a little something. I said, you know, Christmas is a time of giving and probably the simplest thing you can give is, is a greeting. I approached the person in front, a small wiry guy with long gray hair and said, stick out your hand and look them in the eye long enough to see what color their eyes are and then say, Merry Christmas. I stuck out my hand and the guy looked startled, his eyes a watery blue. Merry Christmas, I said. And then, after the briefest of pauses, he grabbed my hand and, and said, Merry Christmas. He held my hand like it was a rope he was grabbing onto. Finally, he let go and I did it again, this time to the tough guy with the scarred knuckles. He too grabbed my hand with an earnestness that, that almost startled me. A and again, after we were done, they filed by me, many of them shaking my hand, looking me in the eye and saying, thank you, in a most intense and moving way. After they left, Jim explained, look at these guys. They live in isolation. They have failed many times and they know it. They've been called losers and are trying to decide if they will try to get better or just, just give up. What they can't bear is to hear one more time that they are failures. To be looked at in a way that says, get a job or call the cops or stay away from that guy. So they don't look at anyone. They don't look at each other. They put on their goggles and masks and earplugs and hide from themselves and everyone else. But, but your stories reminded them of who they used to be a long time ago. And your handshake, one person to another, is probably the first one they've had in a long, long time. Huh. I was thinking about that when I happened to stop by a grocery store there was a calloused man in an old coat ringing a bell for the Salvation Army. And I put money in the pot and I looked at him. Merry Christmas, I said. But he would not look at me. He stared off and away, mumbled, Merry Christmas, afraid of just one more sneer or look or judgment. It's funny, isn't it? Oh, a story has such power. Power to break down barriers. Power to give hope. Power to help people like me. 
see. Well, that's our story for today. Thank you for listening. If you would care to comment, share, or pass this on in any way, I would appreciate it. If you're interested in buying some of the stories, I do have them available on CD or download through my website, which is ilikethatstory.net, or a subsite within that, aprairiechristmas.com. Books for sale, CDs, music, you name it, and of course, your comments and questions. Thanks for reaching out to me, and until next time, God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.